Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, Cigar Fam? It's your boy Seaway, and welcome to SNA Live. The show just not about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're in a nice ass cigar lounge with your peoples and only talking about cigars, then you missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording live as always from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdashery. The hottest lounge in these United States. Yes, sir. With me, as always, are my partners in crime, the GM and Leak. Say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's going on, fam? Always blessed to be here. We can now be seen on one institution media's platform as we are now a part of the OIM family. Yes, we are. Today's episode. Episode number 15, entitled The Roaring Twenties, The Sequel. So yeah. what we're basically talking about If those that don't know And don't know your history What we're coming up on We think Is another replay Of what happened back in the 1920s We think we're about to We're on the precipice Yes Of the Roaring Twenties again This time starting in 2021 Last time starting in 1920 Similar situation Yeah yeah So we're going to be talking about The history of the original Roaring Twenties we're also going to be talking about the party that is about to happen once COVID is officially over and done with. We're going to be bringing Tired back of what? Slutty summer? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely, definitely. We're going to be bringing back our uh, notable mention where we're going to be profiling the illustrious Miss Josephine Baker. Perfect word. Thank you. Perfect. We're also going to be bringing back our segment. What you rocking with Where we're going to be talking about What we're vibing with What we're feeling This particular week And with that being said As usual Cut your stick Light them up Let's get it popping Welcome to SNLA Live A podcast like no other Featuring three the hard way You want it You got it Yes Yes we are back, episode 15, the Roaring Twenties. We got a little deja vu, possibly, with 2020, 2021. We're going to go back from the history to the present. But right now, it's a perfect time to get your stick, get your drink, get your seat, and let's rock. So normally at this time we should usually be lighting our cigars, lighting our cigars but we made a huge mistake. We dropped the motherfucking ball on yeah, this one. We actually, it's my fault. Our, our videographer extraordinaire is going to help us out though. Yo, yo, Harold. Yeah, we need you on some airtime. We left the lighter on stage, off stage off rather, stage, yeah, on on the bar. Harold, you know what? I think our videographer is deep into editing already, so. I'm gonna get up and get the lighter, yeah, and just you just start it. breaking us into yeah, what yeah, our today's topic is. Okay. Okay. No, before we get into that, as usual, we have to get into what we're drinking. It's always the first smoking. time on air for something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all good. yeah, yeah. This it's will make life. our blooper reel, though. It's all, yeah. <laughs> Lee, I'm gonna let you start it off, brother. What are you, what are you smoking? So today I am going with the Black Label Trading Company. 
uh, Nicaraguan company. Shouts out to the uh, the Brown family, uh, James and Angela Brown out in Nicaragua. Uh, this is the Lawless Cigar. This is Robusto, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, this is the Robusto. Um, again, the Lawless. They have a lot of different uh, cigars Lawless. out. That's, that's, that's sentimental to our heart. <laughs> Um, so this uh, makeup, this has an Ecuadorian Habano Rosado. Love it right there. Wrapper, which is really good, tasty. Um, binders and fillers, they don't give too much information. It's just all Nicaraguan. So, um, yeah, shouts out to Black Label Trading. Uh, they have really good cigars. My favorite. Their company in Their company is just it's crazy. They make their own tobacco right on their, on their property. They don't import anything. Everything's right, made right there on their farm. Um, their salvation. Look up their salvation. That's one of my favorites from them. That's a good one also. But I think I've had the Lawless maybe once. I don't remember. Um, probably one of the nice. I smoked two or three cigars. But um, I'm gonna definitely see if I enjoy it just as much as the salvation, which is definitely. Seeing what you're smoking and now looking at what's in Conway's hand, I'm just gonna segue right to Conway. Yeah. yeah. So same, Conway, same what company. are you smoking? Because it's something from the same company. Yeah. Um, Blackwork Studio. It's called the Green Hornet. So it has a candela tip right off the bat. Yeah. Right. Signifies like you know the green horn. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it has an Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper. Like it. And then a Nicaraguan binder and filler. So this is actually my first time smoking this. I've had the Killer B. It's similar, but you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Killer B was straight flavor bomb. Yes. So I can only imagine. I've I've lit it up. You know, we got our scotch right now. I'm going to let Rock get into what the uh, scotch that we're drinking is. But I, I think I'm going to thoroughly enjoy this this stick along with uh, what we're sipping. All right, what that's you got? what's up. What so for me right now, I am smoking a masterpiece from Nick Melillo from Drew Estate. But he had put this piece together on their foundation. This is the El Wawense, or as we know it as the Wise Man. I've smoked this cigar before. I thought it was a perfect time to do it, especially matching it with the uh, scotch of choice tonight. But um, this particular cigar is a, ni a Nico Puro. So you got a Criollo 99 wrapper okay. with, oh, I'm sorry, a Corojo 99 wrapper with Criollo long filler binders. Mm. And then it has, and they're long fill, by the way, from okay. 2011 and 2012. Okay. And uh, you just have uh, a multitude of different fillers. But again, amazing cigar. I've had it before. I look forward to smoking it along with this beautiful Talisker single malt whiskey. It's titled, uh, or the slogan is Made by the Sea. Uh, it's a single malt made on the Isle of Skye by the shore of Loch Harport. So Isle of Skye, like I don't know if you know this. Go ahead, because that's why I mentioned it. They have pores. Where you can visit the distilleries. I'm sure you'll be fucked up by the time of the end of the tour. But that's on my bucket list. That's you know our bucket list. Because yeah. I definitely need to yeah. see that as well and experience that. So, again, a, a very peaty, smoky uh, single malt. It's got a, a, a little bit of sweetness with a pepper background on it. So, it's like a... It's a nice mix of, of everything, but again, Definitely. it's pairing well with I know this right now. And, and, and the whole slogan with respect to by the seas. For those that don't know, Scotch specifically, you can kind of taste where it was distilled at. Correct. The scotches that are closer to the coastline, it absorbs the actual salt water that's in the air. Anybody that's ever been to the beach, the second you 
hit step the beach. on the beach. Yeah, you, exactly. you could smell and you taste could, it at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the scotch, the the, the, the the characteristic of the scotch, it, it soaks that up. So this particular one, I, I it, you know, and, and I was we were talking about this off air. I initially wasn't feeling the scotches closer to the shore because that 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 salt seawater taste. I, I wasn't feeling it with the mixture of the 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 undertone of sweetness with the scotch. But as I've gotten older, my palate has matured, and definitely feeling it right now. Definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that too. And again, because it's you heard in multiple episodes, I've grown out of the sweet sweet alcohols. You know what I mean? Yeah. The spirits rather. So. so wait, so backtrack. When I say undertone of sweetness, I mean like undertone. Yeah, very, undertone. yeah, very subtle. Like it's not something that's prominent. We're not up here drinking fucking peach crown royal or some <laughs> shit like that. Apple, yeah, no, none of that bullshit. <laughs> e, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, some pink lemonade. Oh man, aqua up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you don't know, come down to smoking ass. Yeah, you'll find out real quick. Hawk and his lemonade stand. Yeah. (laughs) Those that know, know. Blue and red. Blue and red. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, man. So, all right. Let's let's just jump into it, yo. So, So, the history, you know. Yeah, the Roaring Twenties, man. Roaring Twenties. So, the way the Roaring Twenties jumped off, and this is why we think it's going to repeat itself. Before you had the Roaring Twenties, you had another pandemic. You had the Spanish flu. Correct. Now, here's the thing about the Spanish flu. I did like a little bit of a diving into this. So it started in February 1918 and ended in April 1920. Unlike COVID, the Spanish flu never had a vaccine. It just naturally just went away. As quickly as it came. Magic. As as quickly as it went. 500 million people were infected. Yeah. And at that time, on the planet that was a third of the world's population it's about a it wasn't it was a plague yeah yeah pandemic like pandemic in its truest sense like a third of the world was sick from this 50 million deaths were attributed to the spanish flu um 200,000 in alone alone in just a short span of time in philadelphia because they're dumbasses philly Philly people are a little touched they had a parade despite the fact it was a pandemic they had a parade there's no masks no social yeah. distancing yeah I'm saying these are the people that booed Santa Claus you know what I'm saying <laughs> damn tell them how you really feel Conway <laughs> <laughs> feel like I said Philly, he's taking lefts and rights in the corner <laughs> I got people from Philly man like Philly's cool with me overall but y'all motherfuckers are special um yeah man so like it was truly, truly a pandemic. And when it, when it was over, so not only did you have that pandemic, you also had World War I ending. Exactly. You had people coming home. World War I, if I'm not mistaken, ended in, I think it was 1918. So they, like, they literally came home to a pandemic. And then they were, there was quarantine going on. And then the pandemic ended. And then you had the Roaring Twenties. Yep. Just starting. Because people were just so done with the war they were done with the pandemic they just wanted to just go back to a sense of normalcy and as of april 1920 when it was just the war was over the pandemic was over and it was time to fucking party yeah exactly you know sitting in that i mean it's 2020 2021 is different 
we have a lot more things to do to go out there. What the fuck? What did they really have to do? We no. have. <laughs> we have everything. At like our just simple yeah. things when you think of we, we, accommodations we and a home. Take for granted that we definitely yeah. take for granted. No, we do. We do. And like, I, there was probably a lot of people who were homeless during that time too. Yeah. Yeah, they were still partying. They was out in the street finding some some liquor. <laughs> they were still partying. Cause you had the hole in the wall spots. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. like you didn't need a lot of money. Because you also had the depression during that time too. But that was way later. Yeah. That was the it end was of the road. Yes. So the, so, the, the depression started in 1929. So the tw- like the depression probably started from the overspending. It was exactly. too much oh, yeah. going on, on everybody's yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, something to take note of, by the way. If you, if you Facts. Like, the, the, the greatest predictor of the future is the ha- the, pis- the, ha- the history, the it's past. The, the past. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So if anybody that is going to invest in this upswing that's about to happen, just keep note that... It's not going to last forever. Frivolous exactly. spending could be hinderous to your yeah. your yeah. future. Your economic and financial health. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So here's something I when we were doing like a little bit of research mm-hmm. on this uh topic, some things I did not know. But I think the Roaring Twenties and, and this is just typical American. I just thought of here. Just America. Yeah, it was everywhere. So I didn't know it extended to Berlin, London, Paris, Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, so the whole fucking globe was partying. Because it was a global pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Exactly. So it, it affected the entire world. I read something about Berlin. The reason they, I think they were the first ones in Europe because they had just finished paying off their debt from World War One. So now they uh, they had all this money and then they freaking just went crazy after that. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. But it's funny because they got back in debt in World War Two. Oh yeah, and, and they had a whole other issue. Do with a little mustache. Yeah, little, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude with a little mustache was running, causing havoc in fucking Germany during that time. So, it's so funny because literally just the other day, we were in here, and, and Leek, your brother had, I think, brought up the topic. I came in in the middle of a conversation. So he asked me, yo, see, if you could be alive during any era. He asked me as well. He, got, he asked okay. a lot of people, yeah. So, I had said to him, Oh, you know what? I said it's a tough one, but for me, I've always been about fashion and music and just fly shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? Harlem, 1920s Harlem Renaissance. Like that was that was the era. Because one of my favorite movies growing up was Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is, they was just fly black dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I could, because the question wasn't just. When it was when and where, yeah. so I was like, "Yo, Harlem, 1920s." That's a good one. I didn't give that answer. No, mine was the 70s. Mine too. Yeah, definitely. Mine 70s. too. And that, that, that's my second one. Yeah, but no, but I could see why. Again, being yeah. a fan of Harlem Nights, yeah, you know, um, yeah. you saw black excellence during yeah. the time where suits, nice suits, everybody was making money and good music, good liquor, beautiful woman dressing up exactly. like that. That was the time, exactly. Though. That was probably one of the last times, though, that you saw camaraderie. Between the black folks, yes. We had our own neighborhoods. We had our own entertainment. Stores, businesses, everything. And and, and the money was going into those particular businesses. It was staying there. Now, here's the thing, though. I didn't have a choice in the matter because segregation was still a thing. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it's a little easier. Yeah, a little easier to do it. But the thing is, no facts. But what's funny is that all these other groups don't have segregation and they never stayed away from putting their money into their community. We decided to change. Because we were also 
misled a lot of, a lot of information you know um that's a whole other subject to even get into yeah yeah but but just to touch on your point though like if you were never segregated from the beginning mm-hmm. then it's like there's no sense of freedom to do something else you know i you totally know get that but remember like they targeted the black community after segregation because they knew that there was a big dollar coming yeah. in yeah so you had these companies starting to you know invest marketing dollars into these black communities taking their money out of their neighborhoods in their communities and putting it into these other corporations what what year was the black um tulsa massacre it was the 30s, wasn't it? Oh, they were still late 20s. Late 20s? Late 20s okay. 20s, yeah. Yeah, 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 late 20s. They, they was like, y'all, y'all having too much fucking fun. You know what I mean? But they had a whole black wall street. Not even just too much fun. They, they had too everything. much money. Attaining too there much There was money. a lot power. of power. Power there. and power. power. Yeah. yeah. Because in this country, what is the quickest way to power is a fuck ton of wealth. And that's what was being that's achieved in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Matter of fact, you know, the last episode we were talking about, a future episode that we should do, we should, we should profile our um, strongholds throughout this, you know, this, 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 the history of this country, you know, Black Wall Street being one of them. Once again, if you don't know about it, Google it. Yeah. Because this is the age of uh, information age. The anniversary just passed. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the other day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So here's the other thing about about the the, the Roaring Twenties that people kind of don't really think about. Well, some people don't think about. Jazz. I was about to say it's the jazz era. Yep. Yeah, it was really, really that was prominent. Yeah, and that, and that was part of the whole Harlem Renaissance. And it wasn't yeah. just in Harlem. I'm not just saying it was no, it wasn't. Harlem. It was everywhere. Obviously, you had jazz coming out of uh, New Orleans. Yeah. You had jazz coming out of the South. Detroit. Yeah, exactly. You had blues and everything. So it was more than just um, Harlem in, in, in New York, but the whole jazz era. So then you have these clubs where, like you said. Well-dressed black yeah. people, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Women coming out in their furs. That's when we started stunting officially. Yeah. <laughs> stunting started yeah. in the 20s with us. They didn't call it stunting back in the day, but that's the fuck we was doing. Yes, sir. That's yes, a sir. fact. Great music, man. That eventually got stolen from us also. <laughs> well, everything did yeah. at the end of the day. There's a, there's a lot of people who... Well, I don't say a lot of people. Specifically, a lot of white people who really look up to jazz and love jazz and have it in their house. They want it. Some of them don't admit it all the time, but jazz was a huge part of just, just this, uh, just the United States as far as music jazz yeah. started in the, in the twenties there. Yeah, no, but definitely a lot, but, a lot of great artists came out. But that time. like the funny thing is with jazz, jazz was the hip hop of its time. Mm. Meaning they yes, looked it at was. it as jungle music. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like, Oh, you, you, you listen to jazz. Mm-hmm. They looked at you as less than. Yeah, if you fact. listen to jazz, they looked at you as like uh, primitive. It was primitive music. But what they would do is they would bring scouts into our clubs. They would come to Harlem into these areas and they sit there and listen to our music and then go back out to their big cities and freaking try to mimic what the hell we was doing. Again, that goes back to history where they take yeah. our stuff. Cultural appropriation. Take yeah, once again, style. They didn't have the name for it back then, no. but they was definitely doing the shit. Yeah, they were. Definitely. Elvis. <clears throat> <laughs> I was. I'm glad you said. I was about to say. I was like, I'm gonna leave. You. Sorry, I, 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 I was cleaning my something in your throat. Yeah, yeah. Elvis. <clears throat> Better now. So, in addition to just the music, it was art. Other than the music, there was novels being written. There were paintings being done. There were um, political ideologies. So you had people like. Langston Hughes coming out of the yeah. 20s. 
You had people like W.E. to beat the boys coming out of out of Harlem, out of out of excuse me, out of the twenties. Um, you had a, you had a person who, to this day, it still baffles me that there's not been a movie on this man. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Marcus Garvey came mm. out of the twenties. You know what? Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody gotta do it. But uh, somebody was supposed to be doing a movie on. Yeah, somebody has to. Do it. it only makes. Who they said it was It was supposed to But I mean I don't know You know There's always a, a You know who, you know who would be The perfect dude To do Marcus Garvey And I don't know If they're gonna use him Because he already did Martin Luther King Oh This guy The African dude David yeah, yeah, I can't Yeah yeah He's phenomenal he's, yeah. he's English too by the He's way. British yeah. He actually kind of resembles him Yeah that would, yeah, that's my point Yeah, that would, yeah. That would be a nice He's not perfect. big enough They would have to Make yeah, him big They'd have to make him. He can, he can gain some weight. Do a Robert De Niro. Remember what De Niro did in Untouchables? Put some heels on him. He, he, he's just a very little man. Yeah, he's short. Like he's short. very little. I don't know if Garvey. Garvey was a chubby dude. I don't know if he was a big dude. No, oh, maybe that horse, that that, that <laughs> him on the horse, always made him just look bigger. Look like a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did though. Like, like Robert yeah, Harris. He's stupid. He's like Robert that. Harris. <laughs> Robert Harris would have been the best for to play him. Oh, I but um no I get it. It would have been a fucking comedy. It would have been made I know, a no, 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 I know, I know, I know, no, I know. But um no Damn, no no test two baby. Fuck yeah, doing it here. <laughs> no, you're right though. I mean he is a phenomenal actor. But again, the Roaring Twenties also spiked um, a moment in influx of money, yeah, being spent, and also businesses, yeah, yeah. And specifically in the U.S., vehicles, cars became really big. Also, yeah, that started like the trend. Ford, there. that's where Ford kind of made their name, and they just started like, and just producing and just mass producing, mass yeah. producing uh, a lot of vehicles. I think uh, like twenty-seven million cars or something. Were, were freaking, uh, the most iconic picture I remember in my mind was of uh, Miss Madam C.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. Yes, the first black billionaire of her time. Yeah. If you don't know who she is, you definitely gotta look up. There's an iconic picture of her and her girls strolling mm-hmm. in one of those Fords, all decked out. Nice. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this Walker was awarded her master's property when he had passed. You were, okay. That's how she started her um, her empire, so to say. Okay. And she amassed a large amount of land. Mm. The land had value. Mm, she course. she did things with it, and she was the first black billionaire. I think during that time frame too. I got to double check, but I know it was yeah. way back when. Yeah. Once again, if you don't know who we're talking about, number one, shame on you. Number two, Google it. Because once again, there's no excuse not to know stuff now. And if you don't, it, it, look, it, there's no um, judgment if you don't know it, because obviously you can't know what you don't know, right? But if we're putting you onto it, and then you choose to just be like, hey, I don't really want to check that person out or whatever. Now it's on you. Yeah, do your research. So she was actually before that, right before. Just give you a little backdrop. She was born in 1867. She died May 25th, 1919. But she's the first one that they gave this title to. She was an African-American entrepreneur <laughs> and a philanthropist <laughs> of the era. That's big. Okay, so it says a lot, man. It says an awful lot. What year was she born? 1867 So it was right after Slavery ended Yeah that's how She was awarded The, yeah, the property right, as well Right after Right after So considering She came from that And the heights That she rose to Like the The bravery The fortitude The The, 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 the 
just the, the belief in yourself to do it in, in, in those times it's just it always just inspires me because yeah, we, we, so, we talk yeah. about you know microaggression we talk about cultural appropriation we talk about this that, and the other but imagine like because her parents obviously were slaves yeah you know no hands down so and just that, to touch on this too just she's she would be considered a modern day billionaire Hell because yeah. at the time her property in the 1800s was yeah. worth over 10 million dollars yeah so add inflation and then all of a sudden boom <laughs> yeah big time. so before there was oprah it was <laughs> madam cj walk <laughs> facts yo seriously google it you'll see the picture i'm talking about then but again though it's just to touch on um you had mentioned the cars so that picture always stayed out as an iconic picture of uh, someone of color who is another thing. Um, movies with sound in it also started coming out in the twenties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So media companies and and, 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 and marketing companies, they started. Charlie Chaplin and them. Yeah. They they started. He's one of my favorite though. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucks with. Yo. He has the most iconic speeches of all time that he portrayed in a movie. Robert Downey Jr. is oh, he played, he played Oh, yeah, no, awesome. to the T. That's why I was But like, Robert oh. Downey Jr. is not right, and that's why, in his yeah, head, that's yeah. why he was able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, awesome, that, that's bro. what separated him for me. I'm like, oh, you're an actor for real, for real. There's an iconic speech. I don't know if you guys ever heard it. I forgot the, oh, shit, the name of the movie. But he was portraying a funny version of Hitler. And yeah, I saw that. I don't, I don't know. What it's the greatest speech yeah. in the world. That's what it's titled on YouTube. Mm. And this guy here touched on everything and anything that is so relevant to today. If you listen to his speech, mm. you would feel like you're talking about today. Mm. So he was very well ahead of his time. Which kind of says something about where we are and what, yeah. we, what we haven't done. Yeah, yeah. Sad but true. Sad but true. So, the ruin. So, obviously, you know, when I said about, you know, wanting to be in the Harlem Renaissance era and. and there's obviously still discrimination. I was about to say, it's still a downside. Yeah, there. there's, there's always a downside because it's easy to say, it's easy to, to, to romanticize the time. But the reality is, you have situations where you're being told you can't sit on a particular portion of the bus. You can't go to a particular restaurant. You can't do what's called reckless eyeballing, meaning you can't be walking down the street and look a at a person, yeah, and see and be like, "Oh man, she's attractive." Like, no. oh, you get lynched for shit. Like and Matil, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, it's it's romanticized, and I and I say that when I say you know that would be a cool era to live in. But it's, it's ideally it's great to see yourself yeah. in that club scene, yeah. you know, yeah. in there. But now the party's over. And now you're leaving, walking home. You gotta go to yeah. gotta go out to the real world. Yeah, yeah. that that there, I don't know if you want to do. Walk on pins and needles. Not at all. A movie just came up in my head. Remember uh, Life with Martin and yep. Eddie Murphy. Oh, they, 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 they got framed. They got framed from murder. Like that shit, you, they had to deal with. Back Even then. though it's still happening till today, still but happening. I mean, it was a lot more uh, blatant. Back well, because then. technology yeah. today and. Who was also in charge? Everybody knew everybody, and yeah, they yeah. can't get away with this as easily these days. But they still try. They definitely still try. So we got to get into our uh, notable mention segment where we're honoring, as I stated before, the illustrious Miss Josephine Baker. It's the SNA Live podcast, and it's time for the notable mention. And we're back with our notable mention segment. As I stated before the break, we are profiling Miss Josephine Baker. Once again, if you don't know who she is, shame on you. Also, 
I'm gonna say this. Shame on this country too, because there's so many people that were so big for their time and transcend time, but then don't get talked about in schools. So it's not only shame on you, portion of it shame on you, but it's also a reflection of the lack of shine that we get when we talk about um, profiling iconic people of color in the history books. She doesn't get talked about. As a matter of fact, no. I remember it was back in 1991. Miss Lynn Whitfield, the actress. Wow. It was HBO, the uh, Josephine Baker story. Yep, yep. And I'm watching it. I'm only 13 years old at the time. I loved her, by the way, too. And, oh, hell yeah. I actually bumped into her in Harlem. Really? Yeah, she was sitting next to me at a bar, and I turned around, and I was, she was like literally as close as Leak is to me right now. I was on a date. I was waiting, actually. I was. I got there first. Um, I can't remember the name of the bar. It doesn't exist anymore. I was on, um, on Lennox, I want to say. And I'm sitting there talking to the bartender. I think I was looking at my phone, like waiting for the, the shorty to show up or whatever. I turn around, and she's like right there, as close as Leak is to me. I was like, holy shit, that's Lynn Whitfield. And then... I turn around, look at my phone again. I think I got a call or something like that. And as quickly as she came, she she bounced or whatever. But she had a, she has kind of a swole forehead. So that's how I recognize her. Like, oh, that's that's what feel. She's gorgeous though, especially like in Eve's Bayou. Oh, look, yeah. Eve's Bayou was an awesome. just because you got a big forehead doesn't mean you're not fine. You no, only got no, a big no. forehead. Yes, yeah, she does. She fine as hell. Tyra Banks got a five head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. We can but adapt. I, <laughs> we're adaptable people. But I digress. Um, so Miss Josephine Baker, she was a star of of what was called vaudeville which was kind of the Broadway of its time. Um, obviously, Broadway existed back then, but vaudeville came out of, out of France. So it was like a variety show. It was like singers, dancers, jugglers, ventriloquists. Pure entertainment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she came out of that era. She started in the United States, but because of racism, good old US of A, she was like, fuck this, I'm out. And she went over to Paris. She actually denounced her uh, citizenship? citizenship back in 1937, moved to Paris, and was way more accepted and became an international star when she went to Paris. Wow. And pretty much lived her, the rest of her life in France. She was beautiful. Yeah, no, she was. Oh, That's yeah, what I was just doing. I was looking at pictures of her. Like, yeah, man. She, yeah, no, she was. Yeah, I got a picture of her in the, in the crib. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. In, in the first floor bathroom. Oh, that's right. The yeah. bathroom. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's Josephine Baker. Nice. So she had a... Um, By the way, Conway has an iconic picture. In, yeah, exactly. In his first floor bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's with the... Um, in his French bathroom. The, the facts. <laughs> the thing she it was most... The theme. Yeah. That's why I had the picture. So... Shout out to you for pulling that together. Thank you. Appreciate it. So she had an iconic outfit where it was like just a, a beaded necklace... No shirt, no top, no bra, no like nothing. A feather background, right? What's yeah, like? something like that with a um, a banana skirt. And that was it. She would be barefoot, she would dance, she would sing, and she would do all this stuff, and dudes were in love with her. So um, I didn't know this when I was preparing for the episode. She had a pet cheetah. Really? With a diamond collar. That so, says a lot about yo, we, we come from a long line of stunting motherfuckers, yo. And know you, about a cheetah <laughs> And if you noticed With a diamond collar Yeah If you noticed Between this episode And our last episode From the previous week We've been profiling A lot of women mm-hmm. Yeah Adam C.J. Walker Yeah 
Flojo, yeah. Josephine Baker. A lot of sisters have been like carrying the torch throughout the, the yeah, decades. Yeah, no, the hands down. They've been, they've been the backbone of the black community for, for the longest. But yeah. So she, she just was, she inspired so many people. Picasso did a drawing of her. Facts, that is right. That's like, that's how, like, he just, she just. She was iconic during yeah, her time. She period. definitely was. That's why I was saying, if you don't know who she is, please Google her and then appreciate the, the greatness of, of Miss Josephine Baker. And that's why she's on honorable mention. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Oh, one other little quick tidbit. You didn't know this either. In her later life, in the 60s, she died in, I think, 60... Seven, no, 75. 75, sorry. In the 60s, she spoke alongside MLK at the March on Washington. Really? That I didn't know. That I didn't know. I had no idea either. So I, I knew she kind of played a role in the civil rights movement a little. something. Even, even though she was in France, she still, much like... Osaka. Another one, Naomi Osaka, yeah. exactly. Even though she wasn't in the States anymore, it didn't mean she turned her back on the black plight here in this yeah. country. So, definitely, shout out to Miss Josephine another, Baker. Another little known fact on a funny, on a funny scale, she probably had that L9 and she was married four times. <laughs> she was fucking dudes' heads up. Four times, goddamn. Oh man! Right, remember, be gone. I'm done with you. That's what it was. If she <laughs> exactly. was exactly. Be gone. I'm done with she, you. She was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Speaking of such, pick and choose. Let's get into the anticipation of the party that's about to happen when COVID is over. The slutty summer. Slutty summer is about to begin. Yeah. Hot girl summer. Yeah. Right. I'm so glad I'm married. I'm just, just so that's the thing. We're all like. This would be a weird time to be we, young. We, we, we hung our jerseys up a while back. But just to be young right now. Yeah. To go through this, what's about to happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll be scared of myself. STD rates are about to go through the motherfucking roof. Yeah. Skyrocket. Yo, invest in these... Uh, these uh, Trojans. <laughs> well, yes, personal investment. Invest in the Trojans. But if you're into like stocks and stuff, it's a good time to invest in these companies that make these... Pharmaceuticals. Uh, these, uh, yeah, <laughs> STD medications. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the penicillin shots back in the days. Those shits ain't going to work no more. Nope. <laughs> Shit. So... The anticipation is that Because listen We're in an era where people Have a lot of shit Even though we were Taken away from a lot of shit During COVID So what I mean by You lock people inside You took them away from their social life Their friends hanging out but we still had a lot. We had technology, social yeah. media, internet, TV, yeah. Netflix. Netflix. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah whatever. You, you had stuff to, to occupy your time. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, that was a lot for people who are used to being social beings. Yeah. Yeah. So being locked away for that, what felt like a full year almost, yeah, to yeah. say, you know what I mean, yeah. more or less, people are ready to go. And they already are. They you are. You see it. You know, uh, states like Texas and Florida have been open, but they're open, open. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but every every summer, slutty summer for Florida. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a fact. Because it's Florida. <laughs> I'm just shitting on all the other states and cities this episode. <laughs> I see. Tell them how you feel, Kyle. Tell them how you feel. Yo, <laughs> Yo, Anybody from Florida? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shout out to Florida. Yeah, I mean, ca- you want to talk about casual sex? Like, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad this summer. I mean, people. I mean, you go on Instagram, you just see what people talking about. Like they're just getting prepared. Obviously, here in New York, we had a we have real winters, so yeah. people just waiting for this this weather to get yeah. warm. Yeah, we only have a small period of time yeah, to exactly. really just enjoy the and the people, hot weather. They're gonna take advantage of that. Trust me, they're gonna take advantage. 
You know what also is probably gonna freaking skyrocket? I need to invest. I should invest in some damn uh, dating sites because people are gonna be out there. They, they, the people who are scared to kind of go out there, and still too many now to man. go out and go into the club. They're gonna be on these dating sites looking. Yeah, you know, there's the, too many. You know, the funny thing yeah. is, it might be the opposite. But here's why: the dating site. And, and I've been off the market for a while now, so I never. And, and I got into the relationship that eventually became my my marriage right as. The dating app thing yeah, took off, so I never really got into it. So I'm curious wow. as to whether or not, because I'm looking at it from the perspective of somebody that never really did it. I can just imagine the amount of block parties that'll be going on, the amount of stuff that's going to be outside. Yeah. So I don't know if if the that. people going to be that. inside yeah. looking exactly. to gotcha. find things, exactly. they want to go outside to see. Exactly. I guess I'm thinking about more of those people who just kind of like introverts who were scared to well, that, go out well, there. To, to stick to that point a little bit though the people who were naturally on the border before like you know the friend you have to force out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. now putting them inside for a year they, it, might, they, might they regressed or yeah. digressed yeah. rather yeah, they might yeah. be ready they've gone back so that yeah. might be a segue into getting them out in the open where they can exactly. meet somebody online talk to them a little bit yeah. you know and get out again this is a, uh, like you said yeah I mentioned this regardless even if I had been single yeah I would have never ventured into online dating. Yeah, no. It's something that I can't relate to. I don't understand no. it. For, for me, it takes away the thrill of the hunt. Well, that's what dating really Reliance. was. I get it, though. It's true, though. It's a thrill in it's like the pursuit. It's it's the literal shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. It's like, that's not fun. Like, yeah, for you're me, right. For me personally. No, you're right. It's yeah. just not fun. I agree, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with you. I agree, too. I agree with you I agree as well. Too. So... But uh, like I mentioned to you before, um, the dating sites are blown up. I just noticed the other day that Facebook now has yeah, they have match. They have some dating. Like they just started a dating site yeah. on Facebook. Facebook is freaking sharks. Bro. They know how to jump on anything. Yeah. Any trend that's going on, they jump. Yeah. But the thing is this: at the end of the day, you had a group of people who were forced inside, and now with the opportunity to come back outside, think about the single people who were locked up. During this COVID, I was time. just about to say that. You know, so it's it's one thing if you have a significant other, exactly. or you live in with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you at least have somebody there to experience yeah. it. But imagine those that were single during this time, just in the crib, dolo. I mean, us as lounge owners, we we're we're seeing it firsthand because we no, have, we are. We have people coming here. We have people coming here specifically just to find somebody. You know, you know what I mean? Well, we had people coming in here to just. Feel what it's like To be alive again mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Because this past year Was tough And you could talk To almost anybody Almost Everyone you talk to Lost somebody Yeah In some way or form yeah. Yep Over this last year Yeah Facts. So you know It was tough On a lot of people yeah. and, and the thing people I think sleep on is My pops always said Something to me and When he said it I was a little younger not a little, I was a lot younger And I didn't really Grasp the concept Until I got older he said that people always say the three things that people need are food, clothing, and shelter. And he's like, they're missing one that's not talked about, and that's human interaction. Yeah, yeah it's actually needed. Yeah. Because if you look at the studies of people that do solitary confinement, they're mentally fucked up after that. Yeah, we know that for a fact. Yeah. You know, we had a yeah, know, exactly. we had exactly. a couple yeah. Of yeah. close people that have had that Exactly, situation. exactly. So, and, and I think there's, there's uh, legislation to ban it because it, yeah, it falls under cruel and unusual punishment. It is though. We're social beings. Yeah, exactly. So I understand you want to punish somebody, but yeah. doing that, it's literally damaging them longer term than it is trying to fix them. Exactly. So 
because it's necessary. Those single people you were talking about, they're just itching to get out. Rightfully so. Dudes, if you had problems getting some, believe me, standards are gonna be low this summer. (laughs) Everyone's got a chance. Slutty summer. Everyone has got a chance. Shout out to you and your chance. I, saw, I read a quote that said, after plagues, there's a party at the end, and there's about to be a party. Come yeah, in. no, there is. Definitely about to be a party. And people who are in the major cities, the New Yorks, Phillies, the Houstons, the Dallases, LA. the LAs, like, it's about to be bananas. If you're a club owner right now, like, get your bottles on deck. You know what I'm saying? Like, get ready to, to, to have that stock, because... What's about to happen, I think, is the stunting. Because in addition to lack of social interaction, there was a lot of money being saved. Yeah, saved, exactly. Because people weren't going out. And a lot of money being stolen on PPP loans. PPP yeah. loans. Yeah. I hope y'all out there. Y'all, 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 get your lawyer, get lawyered up. Yeah. Hit me money. up, 212-405-2233. Shameless plug. Martindale & Associates. Martindale & Associates. 295 Madison Ave. Twelfth floor, New York, New York, one zero zero one seven. You will need, you will need representation. Up. You had your fun, but it's about to end. So. From Martindale and Associates. <laughs> Have them do your commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's motherfuckers that bought Lambos with your PPP loans. Oh my lord! That's how you know people was fucked up. Like dudes wasn't even thinking. Like well, because they thought that it was so out of control that I can get away with this. They They're not gonna get a grasp some on people it. Thought the freaking world was in it. Say, I'm gonna go out with a bank. Fucking. Yeah, but that's some Armageddon shit. Yeah, you remember straight, Armageddon yeah. when Homeboy took the loan for like 100K and exactly. spent it on strippers? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, fuck it, the whole world's gonna die. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll take the loan out. You know what you just reminded me of? You remember that clip that went viral of the dude that won the lottery and the reporter went up to him and she was like, it was a female reporter. She was like, and we're here live at such and such. Like, was it a black like, dude? No, no. It was like some old, not old, but like. Maybe in his like late forties, early fifties. Thinking about Dave Chappelle, degenerate looking white, uh, white dude. Bitch. And she comes up to him. She was like, "You know, we're live at such and such, uh, you know, gas station or Seven Eleven or whatever it was uh, with the, the new lottery winner." Um, hey, uh, now that you have this lottery winnings, these lottery winnings, what are you gonna do? And he was like, "Man, I'm spending this on hookers and cocaine." Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. I saw that. Oh, that was iconic. Yo, it's true. He threw her off so she bad. Had no, she had no clue that was, was coming out of his no mouth. No response. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And on that note, back to the weather. My man kept it extra funky. He said hookers and cocaine. Yeah, it's facts. So for someone you give... Again, that's why most of the people that win lottos, they don't stay rich. They get their money and it's usually spent right away. That's crazy. But again, sticking on topic... Yeah. I'm just happy because I would probably lose my mind going on. With everything that's about to go on, I would lose my mind. But just first, take into consideration you being locked up dolo. I, like I said, I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. You know, so imagine. Damn. I have older young kids. So again, like my daughter's 18. Yeah. So I watched what her and her friends had gone through. Like I remember when I was 18, all the shit we were doing, 17. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were locked up. Yeah. Think about it, you know what I'm saying? They were locked up. So, you know. You know what's crazy though? What I just thought of? That's going to kind of shape their future to a certain extent. Not necessarily 
long term in their 30s or 40s, but definitely for their 20s. In the incipient stages of this new world we're living they're in. Gonna they're going to appreciate yeah. their freedom so much more than what we, we would have because when it hit, we're in our 40s or just turning 40. And we lived our life to a certain extent, you know what I'm saying, in terms of that single life. You, you know, we're all married. You guys are married with, with children. And you kind of had your time. You know what I'm saying? We, or we, we had our time. Yeah. For the, oh, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> the time that we could relate most to would probably be 9-11. Yeah, it's very similar. Especially up here in New York. Mm-hmm. Not just so much for the world, even though the world yeah. was on watch. But when you were living in New York. Yeah, different story. Everything got shut down. Yeah. Yeah. There was no going out. There was no going out. It was a shorter time period, obviously. It was. It but, yeah. But it's the closest thing. Yes, I agree. And that was something that we could relate to because of our age bracket. You know, mm-hmm. so twenty-one years old at the time, nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. So I mean, that was me at least. I was twenty. Yeah, we were thinking more about violence. At that <laughs> time. I was thinking, yeah. yeah. You have to go out in the streets with guns and shit. So yeah, which is kind of reminiscent of now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean. Too far off. Yes. So let me ask you something. Considering we're at this age and we're at the, we're not in the single dirt dog years of our lives. What are you looking forward to the most when things are just like all the way open? Opportunity. As far as uh, well, what's what's the saying when um, there's blood on the streets. Blood on the streets. Buy real estate yeah, Buy anything Just buy it So this is the time For opportunity So like we were just saying short uh, A little while ago Is that People were able To save money Well you should have been Saving money During this time So Well you had no choices yeah. you, If you maintained a job Throughout COVID yeah. Which most people did That's why people They started working from home yeah. So you kind of Saved a lot of money Because you're not Driving Paying tolls yeah, Or none of that shit. But, Eating out But a lot of people were doing it wrong. But it was eating out going on, but that was a whole other thing because you was trapped in the crib. It's if you were lucky. Um, <laughs> it's if you were lucky to be with somebody. But what I understand is people who save that money, instead of, like I'm saying, finding opportunities to build wealth, long-term wealth, they're going on vacations and, and, and spending money on going out, you know, Yo, going the around social the media timeline Yo, is Everything is about people just traveling. Yo, I'm traveling. Everyone I'm I'm is out. This is the time you should be buying real estate. You should be buying stocks. You should be looking for business opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I look forward to is opportunities right but now. But that's logical. That's, cool. everywhere. that's not emotional. But the emotional toll, the psychological toll on people. And everybody handles trauma been. differently, too. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we're in a different place right now. People who handle trauma differently, man. You know, so, so what you're saying is 110% correct. Like, ideally, you know, if you do have the funds, you know, you should use this opportunity to fund uh, your real hustle. You know, you can use your side job to, or your job in general, to hustle, uh, fund your side job. I spoke to a lot of people who were thinking about these dreams of starting their own businesses. They had a lot of time to sit in their house and come up with business. I actually mentored, not mentored, but I gave advice to somebody about this is the time where you should be sitting in your house writing down your goals and your plans. You know why that works out the most, too? Because a lot of people realize that they were expendable during this time yeah. because their yeah, jobs yeah, let yeah. them go. Start, start yeah, thinking yeah. about their jobs, yep. No, they, my, but they, a lot of jobs now? let people go. Yep. Yeah. And you realize, wait, wait a minute, this job that I thought that was secure mm-hmm. isn't secure. Yeah, don't give a shit about me. So it's now, good. you know, I don't like this feeling. I don't want to go through this again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a cook at heart. You know what? Maybe mm-hmm. it's time for me to follow my passion. Yeah. You know, and fucking jump out. 
you know, and, and dive in. But that's logic with risk if you plan things correctly. Yeah, but but, but any, anything worthwhile is a risk. You know, when when I um, I, I like to say I fired my boss in two thousand seven. Oh, okay. I don't like to say I quit my job. I fired my boss. Actually, yeah, it's yeah, a good one. That's a good so. One. I said to myself, God willing, anything can happen. But God willing, I never want to fill out another resume again. I never want to go on another job interview again. I just want to be my own boss for as long as I possibly can be working. And then retire from yourself. Exactly. exactly. On your own terms. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And hopefully these times inspired a lot of other people. Like Kyle, you were inspired. I mean, I just hope that's what happened. So again, you you're know, just a numbers. I mean, you, I mean, nothing against nine to five, but you're just a number. Man. I mean, you, you, it has to be a long term plan. No, well, listen, you're, I'm not anti nine to five because if everybody's an entrepreneur, yeah. then we have nobody to hire. Exactly. <laughs> Facts. 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 That's, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Who Who are we gonna hire if everybody's a fucking entrepreneur? That's a good one. Yeah. But at the end of the day, most people they don't want to jump into something risky again because they just came from something that was already traumatic mm-hmm. and, and the reality is entrepreneurship is not for everybody it is Definitely not hard. listen it is not for the faint of heart a lot of people showcase their bright side if you follow social media a lot you'll always see like all these amazing positives out of somebody you know what I mean and it's it's something that I actually thought about talking with you guys to do um, but if you really showcase more of the growth instead of the successes only and the grind you show the grind you show the struggle yeah. people are more adapt they adapt to accepting you more because you give the truth because listen it's very easy to flash a, 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 a credit card or a rental car uh, a hotel that you just rented <clears throat> um, I don't know we can list goes on and on yeah. but that's just you spending money. Yeah. How are you bringing it back in? How are you investing? In How are yeah. you transferring an opportunity to build yeah. something for the future or something that's more sustainable? That's not what the gram is about. No, it's not. It's about just showcasing. I'm in, I'm in DR. I'm in Jamaica living my best life. All right. Yeah. Check, out, check out season one Smoke and Mirrors. Facts. Yeah. That's a great episode, by the way. And again, look, to each his own because dra- trauma, it affects people differently. You know, so people lash out differently. They yeah. do different things. Listen, live your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, with that being said, we have to get into our segment. We call it What You Rocking With, where we talk about what we're feeling for the week, what we're vibing with, what we're rocking with. What You Rocking With coming up next. This is What You Rocking With inside the SNA Live podcast. And we're back with what you rocking with. We're gonna let the GM set off this segment, brother. What are you rocking with this particular week? So, staying in the light of talking about the Roaring Twenties and how we are speculating in the sense that this new version of the Roaring Twenties in the Twenty Twenties, it's gonna you know hopefully lead to you know a lot new uh, a lot of new opportunities for people. A lot of growth, yeah. I'm. Rocking with the creative business owners that survive during this COVID time. Adapting. Us included. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, uh, and I'm very open to say this on air. We are not one of those groups that received the PPP loan. 
We are not. So, I mean, like, we kept this open, you know, tooth and nail, scratching and skating, but our creativity and our, 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 I would say our belief and passion within ourselves and what we were doing kept it going. Definitely. Plus the support of everybody out there that, oh, that yes. followed through and, and, and kept us going. Yeah. Because, listen, truth be Thank told, uh, we are part of the culture, which is the cigar culture of, of colored people, for most part, in the, the greater New York, New Jersey area. We're a big representative of yes, sir. The, the cigar culture. People of color. And people, from a people of color aspect. And we kept it going where there was an opportunity for a lot of people to keep it going yeah and yeah, again we were extremely blessed yeah we were blessed we, we stayed creative we stayed diligent yeah and i know there was other business owners out there that were doing the same yes, taking the risks yes. putting yourself out there if you had a restaurant you converted your business to a pickup and go you yeah. added new specials you changed things you um you 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 found creative ways to draw people in while yes. keeping your own workforce going and, and employed and it, 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 it is again you know speaking from us we kept a lot of people gainfully employed throughout mm-hmm. the pandemic yes you yes. know what i mean so um again that's also due to the support of everybody out there that supported and believed in what we were doing and we'll never forget that and we hope you won't either but i'm definitely just rocking with creative business owners that were able to survive during this time by just being uh ingenuitive yeah and they just believe in themselves and Adaptation is everything in life. Definitely, definitely. You have to learn how to adapt. Definitely. Things will challenge you and change, and you have to learn how to flow in and out of those. And for those that succeeded, like us, we're, we're, we're a part of that. You know, big ups to everyone who went out there and maintained their business and took it to a next level. Definitely, so definitely. that's what I'm rocking with this week. How about you, Malik? So, what I'm rocking with today is I'm going to get a little silly. And I'm going to give a shout out to all the single hot girls out there who are ready for their hot girl summer. <laughs> Specifically on social media. The memes that I see on social media. They're these, crazy. It's hilarious. They are ready. I'm, a, I'm just going to read a couple of them because I think they're hilarious. But shout out to y'all single women. Y'all living your best lives. Listen, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Live your life. Enjoy. But a couple of memes, a few ones I wrote down. So one, 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 one female said, once your girl get a boyfriend, she ain't going to call you on her break no more. <laughs> Another one. Um, oh, especially a work boyfriend. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Another one said, um, how long should you date someone before you meet their spouse? <laughs> Yo. Yo, that was a good one. Y'all are very, uh, in, it, it's it's funny. Yo. It's, it's funny, but no. Shout out to all the females. Wait, out time there. out. We got a laugh track. <laughs> yo, I didn't even know that yeah, shit. Okay, we're not back in a couple of times. But yo, shout out to y'all. Live your best life. No judgment here. You know, live your life. Especially if you're single. You listen. We we, I feel like we've turned into like psychologists here. And yo, yo to, you're not lying about that right? statement. Right? No, like, that is a true listen, statement. Listen, we we all married, but all. you know, women. But come usually, to us usually and, the bartender gets that yeah, role. Yeah, and yeah, even though we're not bartenders, we get, yeah, we get, but we have a nightlife spot yeah, here. We hear yeah. a lot of stories, and we hear the, the the trials and tribulations that a lot of these women are going through. Men too. Dudes, step your game up because these women out here looking for some, uh, guys who can, you know. Step up and, and be, be a man. Be normal. Be a man and just be normal. You're causing them to be hot girls right now because they don't. There's not shit out there for them. So 
I just want to shout out all the ladies who are out there. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Do it safe. Don't don't don't. Once, once again, we're off the market, so yeah, we yeah. appreciate all the uh, the love and 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 the uh, the admir- yeah. Yeah, yeah, admiration. Yeah. But we're off the market. But we'll listen to your stories and we'll give you advice. I know I'm I'm big with that. I'll give you some advice or whatever was going on. But shout out, live your life, ladies, and you're you're providing a lot of entertainment for me because I think it's hilarious. Actually, starting next week, we will set up Malik with his own table. Yeah, and it will be ten dollars a session for ten minutes. <laughs> I'm going to have my shades on Even though I don't wear glasses I'm going to have, have a suit on And, and a Swami hat Remember <laughs> Swami From like uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse yes, The Swami yes. I'm going to have my notebook And uh, you need some advice Make a lecker high Make a high Make a lecker high Make a high Shout out all the hot girls Enjoy yourselves guys Listen You only got one life Just do it safely Slutty summer on deck Slutty summer on deck So Kali What are you rocking with? So to keep it uh, The theme consistent With the Roaring Twenties so y'all know I'm a, I'm a big Sopranos fan, um, but one of the other shows that I was in love with until the last season, man, they fucked it up in the last season. But up until that last season, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. oh that was my shit. Okay, I stopped watching after the second season. Nah, but yo, you gotta watch all the way through. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm I'm a big um, um, just fan slash like enthusiast of just that era of the gangster era. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when La Cosa Nostra really cemented itself with Lucky Luciano, Myron Lansky, uh, Bugsy Siegel, all them dudes, where they really took an opportunity and was like, fuck it, we are gonna make this money by hook or by crook, you know what I'm saying? They just were like, we have an opportunity. And, and for those that don't know, so Boardwalk, it's so funny how time flies by. That was like, what, six, seven years ago? No, oh, longer, bro. Way longer. longer. Yeah. Way longer. Yeah, yeah. Boardwalk yeah, Empire that, came out a long time ago. That's bro. what I mean when I say time flies. Early two thousands, maybe? Yeah. More maybe into late the early two thousands. But yeah. it was definitely single it was digits. Like, yeah, like oh seven, oh seven, oh eight, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. No, it's been out for a while, man. Yeah, yeah. So it takes place in Atlantic City. Um there's a shout out Jersey. Yeah. It it took it, it profiles a man of power. He's not even a I think he has a political office, but he's not the mayor. You that's know what I'm saying? A, that's but the androgynous. What's that word? Androgynous? That, that main character. He's like an androgynous character. Meaning he has features that are both female and male. The main character. Nucky Thompson? No, no, no. Who played him? Oh, wow. What's his name? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi played him. Yeah, yeah, Thinking yeah. about the other guy from Peaky Blinders. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a different, yeah, different show. Different show. So he used his. First of all, he had his office in like the most. Rothel. High no, it was a high profile hotel. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So he was a politician, but he was a crooked politician. He basically ran the city. Pretty much ran the city. Like once again, was not the mayor of the city, but he ran the mayor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. And he bumped into the and, and they had the characters of Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky, mm-hmm. um, because they they you know there were casinos yeah. in Atlantic City. So obviously wherever the money is. The mafia was gonna follow, yeah. and you just had all these storylines. Maya Lansky, the, the godfather of casinos. Yeah, yeah, because he he was running shit down in Cuba. He's the one that with a Batista created the model. Yeah, for exactly, them to follow. exactly, exactly. So it was just, and, and it's a show. As we were doing this episode, I was doing like the little notes for this episode. I was like, damn, I gotta go back and watch that show. Such a great yeah, show. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I actually got to. I actually have to watch it. I never watched it. I gotta finish. You've it. never seen Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, oh wow! The first two seasons. Yo, awesome. you would you would thoroughly enjoy it. 
Uh, uh, definitely, uh, like we get some downtime. It's definitely, they also showed the black, the black uh, gangsters also. Who's yeah, the dude named from Brooklyn. The dude with scar on his on yeah, his um, Williams is his last name. Yeah, the, yeah. the dude that played, um, what's his face in uh, the Wire? Wire, yeah, um, the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, but he 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 ran the black mob. Basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they, they show they all aspects. They show they even had a Marcus Garvey character, the dude Jeffrey Wright. Oh, that's right. You only see the first two seasons. So they had a Marcus Garvey like character. Yeah, they didn't. Call, his name wasn't Marcus Garvey. Um, he was a little crooked. He was dealing some H on the side. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he was talking about that, that back to Africa shit. So that's what I'm saying. It was a Marcus Garvey like character. Amazing, amazing show. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out on uh, HBO Max. I guess it would be now. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm rocking with this week. Boardwalk Empire. All right. Yeah. You should be able to find that on demand. Yeah, what is that? HBO, HBO or Max. Yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. So, once again, we appreciate you uh, joining us on this journey. This is the conclusion of this particular episode. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitch. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on our YouTube page. We're on Castos. We're on One Institution Media's platform. Basically find us Listen to us Chime in Talk about what we're talking about Give us your opinion on what we're talking about Even if you want to chime in and be like Yo you dudes are assholes I don't even fucking like y'all We want that smoke That's cool That's 100% cool We are perfectly fine with that And In the words of Miss Shirley Chisholm If they don't give you a seat at the table Bring a folding chair Be out Peace You have just listened to the SNA Live experience. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. We'll be back with another episode.